When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. It's time for our weekly episode of uh, the State of the Program, brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, I'm Bobby, Jerry Hamilton, and C.J. Vogel alongside of me. We've got a couple of different topics uh, for today. First, we're going to talk about quarterback recruiting in the 2026 class. Uh, Jerry and C.J. have a quick update for them. But then we're going to talk about what we believe are the five most important players uh, for the 2024 season. And it's kind of a mix between not only the uh, spring ball, but also fall and into the season as well. Uh, but first, let's get on to this uh, discussion about 2026 quarterback recruiting. Jerry, you and CJ have been talking about this for a few days now, really starting into last week when Steve Sarkeesian started offering two quarterbacks thus far. What is the latest right now on 2026 quarterback recruiting? I'll also start with 2025. KJ Lacey will visit in Austin. Uh, he'll make a visit to Texas in April. We don't know if that's going to be yet April 6th weekend or April 20th spring game, but he's expected back on campus. All right, we got 25 out of the way. Um, okay. Obviously, Sark and AJ went to see uh, KJ at Sarah Land in January. 2026, uh, Sarkeesia and AJ Milwee made their first two offers in that class. Uh, Troy Hoon uh, out of uh, San Marcos, California, Mission Hills. Uh, I think is extremely talented. It's going to go from unranked to borderline five-star, in my opinion, in this industry. Uh, Jared Curtis out of Nashville area, uh, you know, down the street from Bobby there. Um, Troy, uh, I know I'll let CJ kind of get on that topic um, that he is going to visit in April, just doesn't know when. I spoke with somebody in Jared Curtis's circle or exchanged messages and and despite him being down to what seems like five schools, and I think Georgia, Tennessee kind of lead Oregon in that pack, right? His sister, I believe, goes to Tennessee. Uh, but I think Georgia with Dylan Rayola flipping, depending on what happens with Juju Lewis, Georgia could be in a really good spot with Curtis. Uh, Kurt, somebody in Curtis' circle said he is going to consider Texas. <clears throat> Does that mean he's going to visit here in the spring? We'll find out. I, I'm guessing if he's actually going to seriously consider Texas the way quarterback recruiting goes, he's going to show up on campus in April. If not, let's see what happens. Uh, nope. Now, to be fair, K.J. Lacey didn't show up until June last year and committed at the June 3rd elite camp. That's really the date to remember 2026 quarterback recruiting is. Texas may get these kids on campus, but then that June 3rd, that elite camp, that seems to be when, unless a kid wants to commit early, Stark wants to get that class started. Uh, C.J., I know you've talked with Troy Hoon. Uh, then you'll have something on Will Griffin, a third 2026 out-of-state quarterback to know along with the in-state guys, uh, Jet Surratt, all those guys, Grant Smith at uh, Grand Oaks, which A.J. Milwee is going to go evaluate in May. I had a question before I go to C.J., though. 
How big is Hune and Curtis? How big are they? Six, four and a half, 200 pounds. Uh, Hune's uh, mom is the basketball coach at Calabasas, uh, Calabasas bleh, um, in, in Carlsbad High in California and coaches AAU. Basketball family, sister plays at Miami, Ohio. She's a freshman. Uh, he's six, four, six, four and a half. Uh, 195, 200. Jared Curtis, a big kid, 6'3, 220, 215. Okay. Uh, CJ, now talk about Will Griffin. He's out of Tampa, uh, in Florida. He has not been offered, but he is scheduled to return to Texas after being at the January 20th Junior Day. Yeah, he was on campus for the Junior Day. He got in a date early for those festivities back on January 19th. Got to spend time with the staff on campus. Sarkeesian in his office as well. So Texas is growing that relationship right now. He will return to campus on April 13th for an unofficial visit. Uh, that will be right in the middle of spring ball the week right before uh, the spring game, actually. So uh, we talk about these busy weekends uh, coming up for the Texas staff. He's going to be another one that they'll be taking uh, a, a deeper look at. Uh, Troy Hoon will actually be visiting. Uh, right now he has circled that spring game, the 20th, uh, for when he will t take his trip back to Texas. Not official yet, but that is the weekend that he is eyeing right now in his camp. Uh, he's been to Texas several times. He, You talk about that June 3rd elite camp. Well, last year, that's when – he officially got on the radar for the Longhorns. He made it to campus, threw in front of the the, the coaches at that camp, uh, and and simply you know walked away uh, with a great impression for the Texas staff. Was invited back for the Kansas State game where he got to see Malik Murphy in his his first career start for the long or second career start. Sorry for the Longhorns. He and uh, quarterback trainer Danny Hernandez, who trained M Malik Murphy as well, made the trip down to Austin with his entire family. Uh, several times now he's been to campus. He's looking to return back in the spring for the spring game. Uh, we will have an update if that is finalized and officially inputted uh, from Troy Hoon's side of things, but certainly a lot of interest from his side of things uh, as well. And a couple of things I wanted to point out there, Bobby, before we move on. On Hoon, uh, I think the reason his recruitment has been slower than Will Griffin, Jerry Curtis, he was a first-year starter this year uh, at, at Mission Hills. So he was a guy that Colleges have seen throw, but they hadn't seen him do it uh, live on a Friday night. Um, and the same day Texas offered, I believe uh, CJ got Oregon. Um, and Texas A&M offered him really early, Bob Vitrino. But I know Oregon offered him that day. Maybe San Diego State, the hometown school as well. He's gone from a couple offers to 10-plus in a short amount of time once colleges got out to see him in January. Yeah, and school watch there is going to be LSU. Yeah, LSU just offered him too. On Will Griffin. Father, as you hear about a lot of guys in the Tampa area, father was a Flo University of Florida graduate. He actually grew up with gator face paint on in the swamp. So depending on where the Florida program's at is going to be big in that recruitment. Yeah, now, it, it's going to be interesting. All right, I, I want to add this. Uh, interestingly, uh, the, the, the comment here of when all these guys are going to be around Texas uh, a year ago, the, the Texas always has a coach's clinic, and I want to put this in there. Uh, they always have a coach's clinic, and that usually is in March or yep. April, right? Um, well, this year's coach's clinic uh, guest is going to be Sean McVay, by the way. Further proof that that uh, Steve Sarkeesian is friends with all these West Coast offensive mind guys. Kyle Shanahan was the guest speaker uh, last year. This year, it's going to be Sean McVay, uh, the L.A. Rams. Uh, guy that uh, won a Super Bowl uh, a couple of years ago. So the Longhorns have that coming up uh, as well on the on the docket. Uh, before I go, before we get into these five most important players that each of us kind of have, 
I wanted all of us to, to, to really think about this and, and give our own thoughts as opposed to just one person coming out with a whole list. I want to say thank you to Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Adam and his group have been helping injured Texans for two decades now. Uh, give them a shout, lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. That's a free consultation. If you've been injured in a car wreck, motorcycle accident, or truck accident, uh, that's lowylawfirm.com. All right, let's get, let's get going on this idea that I have of uh, trying to figure out who the five most important players are. Each of us are going to get a chance to say our five most important, and I want to do it in order. Um, and so I want to go from five to one for each of us uh, and kind of give our takes on it uh, and see where we're at. CJ, I'm going to start with you because you cheated a little bit. Uh, you said that you couldn't come up with five. You went with six. So give us your number six and number five guy. My number six was Terrence Brooks. I think Texas needs a cornerback one, a guy that you can shut down, uh, a speedy wide receiver on the that we'll see in the SEC more often than not. Uh, Terrence Brooks had a tremendous season this past year. He actually had the, the the best numbers of any Texas secondary member last year. Coming back for uh, a third year as a, a contributing member of this secondary, I think he's primed to have a big year, and he's got to be that guy that steps up and is the elder statesman on the outside there. Uh, he's number six for me. Number five is Jaden Blue. And I, I think it's maybe not the, 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 the number one most important guy. Obviously, he's number five for me. But – for me to make this offense click, he's got to have a larger role in terms of uh, when he's on the field, it's not exactly the same thing that he does every play. And I think you see that a little bit at times. If he's on the field, he's more times than not getting the ball. There needs to be a little bit more of a tendency switch with what he can provide to you and pass in the passing game. He's great there, but he can't always be, you know, kind of trotting out into a route. He needs to be able to sit back there and pass protect, especially if CJ Baxter doesn't add that shield of armor that we've been talking about in the weight room and he does battle injuries again. If CJ Baxter goes down and it's Jaden Blue back there, you're now looking at a kind of a big uh, question mark to me and what you can do in the pass protecting game, and especially from the running back spot. That's a big uh, question mark in the SEC. Jerry, would you go with your number five guy? Andrew Makuba, Clemson transfer. Look, I don't think there's any doubt the Texas safety position took a huge step up athletically but between last year and what we're going to see on the field this year. McCubbitt's the most important guy to me, though, because Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford out, Andrew McCuba in. Obviously, Derek Williams going a year or two. You know he's going to take a big step. But it does McCuba, does he look like that guy he did early on in his career at Clemson which was uh, what a, a ACC Rookie of the Year defense. He, he had some accolades like that, but he improves the versatility, playmaking, um, and just overall speed and talent at the safety position, which we all talked about last year was lacking. And it showed in some key big games, right? Uh, so Andrew McCuba coming in really elevates that safety position uh, Michael Taff returns, but you bring in a guy who started three years on a top 10, 12 ranked team that's had college football at playoff aspirations, that's played in ACC championship games, whatnot. He has big game experience. He has big game expectations. And now he's coming home in his last year of college football. We call it his contract year. Play probably for the team he always wanted to play for. If the, if the situation was different coming out of high school, I think his – his play is going to be key for Texas because it's the position that needed to upgrade the most coming off of last year, and he's going to be the guy looked upon first. 
All right, stay with you, Jerry. Go to your number four ranked player, the most important player for Texas uh, this year. Yeah, yeah, I went a combo. Trey Moore, Colin Simmons. And I know that's cheating, but I comboed it because edge pass rush. Paramount, imperatives, whatever term you want to use, moving forward in the SEC. Uh, how do you protect your secondary in the SEC? How do you protect maybe your defensive interior defensive line not being as strong as it was last year? You create better pass rush. Texas has it. Uh, name, guys, name the last time two pass rushers that were twitched up like this came to Texas in the same year. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. One's a, uh, Trey Moore at 14 and a half sacks at UTSA. He's got twitches. He doesn't have long levers, which will be tested in the SEC. But Colin Simmons has it all. So Texas brings in two guys in the same class. One's an adult. One is starting to look like an adult. Those two guys are so key for Texas next year. How much more pass rush? does Texas generate? And it's not just about pass rush. Go back to the OU game last year. It's about getting the quarterback on the ground now that you have this talent. Huge for Texas next year. All right, uh, CJ, uh, Jerry has Makuba and Morin Simmons five and four. You had uh, you had Terrence Brooks six, Jaden Blue five. Who you got at number four, bud? I'm sticking on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going Leongola foul simply because I think there needs to be another bridge from the passing game and the, to the running game on that defense. And I know that the, you can kind of pencil in David Benda right now to be that guy next to Anthony Hill in the, the Texas defense. But we know his limitations when it comes to dropping back. And I think for Texas, there needs to be a bridge that can play both sides of that game uh, at the linebacker spots because your drop off of Jalen Ford departing for the NFL is an issue you know he was so good dropping back into coverage and being a threat to to get a hand in passing lanes or picking off footballs there needs to be that same kind of uh player right there that inspires that kind of production at the linebacker spot and I think Leon LaFal can carve out a role in that that spot simply because the strengths of David Benda and newly acquired newly acquired, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Kendrick Blackshire out of Alabama, his strength is coming downhill as well. So if you can match a guy up like Leon LaFowle next to Anthony Hill, it kind of gives you the best of both worlds when it comes to getting after the run and fitting the run, uh, the run holes and fits there, and also dropping back into coverage at 6'1", 230. Leon LaFowle is not lacking any type of size when it comes to being a, a SEC linebacker. I think he's in for a big spring season. He's a guy that I see will be on the field uh, early and often next year. Speaking about the most important players for Texas in the 2023-2024 season, uh, CJ, I want to I want to stick with you. Uh, you know, you've got Terrence Brooks, Jane Blue, Leonga LaFowle. Who did you go with no at number three? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
Number three, it's, we're going right in front of them, right in front of the linebacker spot. It's going to be Alfred Collins. And it's it. we've talked about it year in and year out. Is this going to be the year that he steps up and takes control of that spot? Well, this year he doesn't have a choice. You know, if you want to continue playing football right now, if you're Alfred Collins, this is the year you have to put all the chips in the middle of the pot and you have to go for it. As the older guy in the room, you know, this is his fifth year. He's going to be at Asked to dominate, like we saw for, for guys like Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat the year previously, Mora Ojimo and Keandre Coburn two years before that. So Alfred Collins, to me, being able to ensure that Texas maintains a dominant run defense is huge in the SEC. You can't be run over in this conference. Uh, Alfred Collins is, a, again, a guy that's been through it all. He had a really good 2023 season in my eyes, but it was in limited snaps. Now he's going to be asked to do more, and he's going to be asked to be more consistent. Uh, if he's going to be that guy, it has to be shown this year. I think that's fair. I think that he did show better in 2023, but he's going to be focused on more in mm -hmm. 2024. That's that's going to be it. All right, uh, Jerry. Three uh, for you. Number three. Yeah, I had Alfred Collins as well, just the way it fell there, which means uh, that's going to be saying something when my number one hits. Uh, but <laughs> Alfred Collins is number three for me. Look, he if he had come out this year, he would have got drafted because he has length, he has athleticism, he has frame, he and he has a lot of upside. He would have got drafted. Let's see how big of a jump he makes. He can be one of those guys that would have been a fifth to seventh round pick, probably fifth round after he tested. Can he jump up to a second or third round guy? He's going to have that opportunity, but Texas needs him to be a third or fourth round level player this year uh, because the longer lever, larger humans are now going to be lined up in front across from you. Um, and his ability to be disruptive, even though it's more of a read and react, his ability to play on the SEC's line, other side of the line of scrimmage is going to be key for this Texas team. I, when I was talking about Trey Moore and Colin Simmons, this is maximizing disruptive pass rush at all positions to protect your secondary, give your linebackers freedom. Uh, I think Alfred Collins is going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a big year uh, at Texas this year uh, because, look, look, last year he, he came on, right? You saw more consistency. This year it's, uh, it's all on his plate, and it's going to be asked to be different. He was never been asked to be a leader of a defensive line group. He's going to be asked to be that a little bit more. And when you're put in that position, I think it brings the best out in you more consistently. I think Alfred Collins is very key uh, for Texas to get to that double-digit uh, win total and get in the college football playoff. What, Jerry, sticking with you, what about your number two? What, where did you go next? Well, you know, I mean, I had to go back to Duncanville. We already talked about Colin Simmons. I went with Cameron Williams. Um, look, he's been patient. And he's understood development in the process. He started one game against Kansas State last year. Had a couple of false starts, but other than that, he performed really well. Um, now it's a higher level of competition, but he's taken over at right tackle from a player in Christian Jones who had his best year, his final year in Austin, and actually took a step. Uh, Cameron Williams, his ability to pass pro on the SEC level is going to be key because if he can hold up there. One, he's going to end up rising up draft boards pretty quick. Um, but two, that's going to free up Steve Sarkeesian to do everything he wants to do offensively. I think Cam Williams is going to be really good in the run game. I don't have any doubts about that. Um, I, I, Coach Brian Irwin's talked about that on lunch with Coach for two years now or when we've talked to him about the movement he can create in the run game. It's pass pro uh, for him. If he holds up pass pro and looks like a future NFL right tackle and pass pro, not only will the Texas offensive line be much better 
this year than it was last year. Uh, but Cam Williams is going to elevate this Texas offense because it's going to free up Steve Sarkeesian to do everything he wants to do good without stuff, having Jerry. to worry about protecting a young right guard and right tackle. Good good stuff, Jerry. Hey, uh, real quick, going back to, to you, CJ, and I'm going to get your number two and then your number one. You'll be the first one to unveil it. Uh, you had Terrence Brooks, Jaden Blue, Leonga LaFowl, Alfred Collins. Who'd you go at number two? I flipped back over to the offensive side of the ball, but the same kind of theme maintains there. It's who's going to bridge your offensive side of the ball in the passing game to the running game. To me, it's Gunnar Helm. He's going to be returning in the same Steve Sarkeesian offense for uh, what you know feels like forever. You know He's been here for a long time. He's going to know the system. He's been, when asked last year to step into a larger extended role due to whether it be an injury to Jatavian Sanders or just the scheme and how the, the, the personnel fits the game plan. He's done well, but he's not been proven to, to, to be that down in, down out guy while maintaining a, a big time impact on the game. He's had big moments this year. I'm expecting him to be a really impactful guy, even with the addition of Amari and I black. Uh, I, I think Texas, you'll continue to see 12 personnel, but Gunnar Helm, he's going to be that guy. that will be in the trenches in the sec. They'll be asked to wham block a lot coming across the backside of the offensive line in the running game. That's going to be his role. He's still going to be able to leak out of the backfield. He still will be, you know, asked to run some routes as well. But can you be a big enough threat in the running game and the passing game to keep that personnel where Steve Sarkeesian likes it more times than not? It's 11 personnel. I think he'll be that guy that dominates the snap count early in the season, especially heading the SEC play. I think Gunnar Helms in for a big season now that Jatavian Sanders is gone. How will he and Nyblack get along? I think it'll they'll complement each other very well with their skill sets. Uh, but right now, he's my number two guy. That's interesting. I, I would have thought that Amari Nyblack might be that guy, but you're, you're, you're going with Gunnar Helms. That's good stuff. What about your number one guy? Who's the most important guy for you? Uh, it was Jerry's number two. So I'm going Cam Williams again. I, I think he's in for a big season, and it, it, it's simple. I mean, Texas had a tremendous year on the offensive line last year. You know, you returned five of five guys a year ago. This year you're returning four, four or five with maybe a little switch up in the middle somewhere. Who knows how the spring ball, you know, really uh, pans out. But when you go into the SEC, it's all about edge rushing and, and tackles on the offensive line. Uh, for Cameron Williams, I mean, it, it's so impressive with what he's able to do at that size. Jerry hit the nail on the head when you talk about what he does in the run game. You know, at 360, 370 pounds, it's it's not that hard to move some guys in the run game. To me, going backward at that size is a big, bigger question mark. And for Cam Williams, my biggest thing for him, having watched him uh, since he was a junior in, in high school, is he's the most patient pass protector that you'll come across, which is really rare at that size. You know, you want to go hit people. You want to plow them into the ground. You really want to dominate, uh, you know, really at the point of attack there. For Cam Williams, it's all about patience. And uh, I think that's going to be big for him, not oversetting, uh, uh, allowing guys to undercut him on, on double moves on the pass protection. He's going to be that guy. And to maintain a dominant offensive line, Texas is going to need uh, Cameron Williams to get up to speed very quickly, which I think he will. All right. What about you, Jerry? Where are you going with number one? Well, I looked at the Texas roster and I looked west and I looked east, but I, didn't, I took neither. I got on a plane and I headed northeast and I waved at the Jersey Shore and I landed in uh, – in in New Jer northern New Jersey, and I went over to Ordell Catholic to check on Sadir Mitchell. Um, Sadir Mitchell is easily my number one guy. Um, look, Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp and Trey Scott battled Steve Sarkeesian, Kyle Flood, and Bo Davis till the ink was dried on Sadir Mitchell. 
The reason is he's 6'6", 6'5", 6'6", 350, and plays over the ball. Those guys are a premium in the SEC. Uh, with the move to the SEC, Sadir got his feet wet. Hey, by the way, stay off the scooter. Uh, got, got his feet wet last year. I think he matured later as far as in practice, the way he attacked practice, the way he attacked the process of development later in the year. These guys are not all on the same timeline. Uh, but this is a huge spring for him, not only for Sadir, but for Texas. Uh, because if Sadir shows signs of being that prospect attack, Texas, Georgia, oh, look, Auburn was in on that, uh, Miami, everybody battled on Sadir Mitchell. Um, if he starts to show those signs, that changes the way the Texas staff in the building is going to look at their defense. Did, didn't you hear, didn't you hear some positive notes on him of late, which is yeah, really encouraging. I, I did. I, I heard he's looks a little trimmer. heard he's put in the work, been impressive here uh, the last few weeks leading of these uh, workouts with Tory Beckton. So we'll see if that translates to the field. Um, but this is Kenny Baker's first project, right? And I'm not calling Sadir a project, but as a coach, this is his first project. How do you get Sadir Mitchell to go from the guy, and Bo Davis started that process, to be clear, to go from the guy with so much potential to speed up the timeline to where we're not talking about this like Alfred Collins in 2027 saying, is this the year Sadir takes it to the next level? Sadir needs to take it, begin to take it to the next level next year. Mm -hmm. And he needs to do that for Texas to maximize their season. He's my clear number one. And by the way, with the caveat, I'm not even discussing quarterback. We know how important it is. If Quinn doesn't have a good year, all this is meaningless anyways. <laughs> good stuff there, Jerry. All right, uh, I'm going to give my top five now, uh, but I may have to cheat a little bit like CJ. Before I do that, though, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, he's been helping injured Texans for a couple of decades. If you've been injured in a car wreck, truck wreck, truck wreck motorcycle accident, think you might be due consultation. Adam and his group, uh, do something where they give you a free 15-minute consultation. Contact Adam and his group, LoweyLawFirm.com. Thanks, Adam, for your sponsorship of the state of the program. All right, I'm just going to – I'm going to bullet – I'm going to machine gun my, my guys out there for you guys. I did cheat. I went number six. I went Burt Auburn. I know that sounds uh, odd, but what do you have, 30-plus field goals this past year? I mean, they they relied on him a lot. He's going to continue to be, and I, I looked at this as the most important players for Texas. I went with Burt Auburn at number six. At number five, Jerry, I, I agree with you. I went with Sadir Mitchell. And the reason I went with Sadir Mitchell is, is simple. Um, his, and I, I took the word most important, his ascendancy could be extraordinarily important because it fits a big need for the Longhorn team, right? If yeah. he is able to get up there and do that, it just changes the game. I will tell you another one that, that I could have said that's a little bit different, but he's not an over-the-nose type of guy, is Jeray Bledsoe. Yeah. His, his development could be equally similar. All right, I also went with uh, number number four. I went with Cam Williams, young man out of Duncanville that uh, Jerry and uh, CJ also mentioned. Number three, Kelvin Banks. And really, I want you all to understand this. My top three are real simple. The most important thing is for your great players to be great. Yes. In my opinion. It's not so much for some young guys to come up out of nowhere and participate and, and be helpful. It's your, in my opinion, importance means your great players have to be great. I went Kelvin Banks at three. 
for that very reason. I went Anthony Hill. You talked about Leongo LaFowl, CJ. I went Anthony Hill. Your great players have to be great. And last and foremost, Quinn Ewers, Jerry. To your point, you didn't even put it in there because the position is so important, right? And, and want to make the conversation interesting. I had to go with Quinn Ewers there. Uh, so, all right, that'll do it. I hope y'all have any feedback on my top five, either of you. No, uh, you know, I I think uh, I think you're I think you're on it, Bobby, because the last two years, um, you know, I'd said the defensive line was the most important position for Texas headed into each of the last two seasons because it was the strength in my eyes of a defense that was okay, good, not great. And despite going to the college football playoff last year, Texas defense was good, not great. I don't care what the numbers suggest. They weren't a great defense. So those D linemen had to be tremendous players. And Coburn and Ojimo took big steps in the eight and five year. And then obviously Sweat and Murphy did uh, last year. So I, I agree with that. Um, to your point, Kelvin Banks, I don't expect – I guess my point, my, my thing thought on this is I don't expect him to regress. If he does, Texas is going to have a bad year. But if he plays like a first-round pick, then obviously if Quinn plays like a first-round pick, then you're pro you're going back to the college football playoff, to your point. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's where I came in. Is those guys, Anthony Hill takes the next step. They're, they all have first-round ability. Yeah. yeah. Right? And if your first-rounders play like first-rounders, that means more wins, in my opinion. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's all about getting the star power out of your stars on the field, Bobby. I'm with you. Uh, Anthony Hill is going to be asked to do a lot. Obviously, he won't have the luxury of two, you know, top two, top three round draft guys in front of him this year. So if he can take that next step also in the not only in the run game, but in the passing game as well, kind of where I went at the linebacker spot with you. But he's going to have a massive year. And if he can play up to that step that we've continued to see from star uh, star freshman in years past, a la Quinn Ewers. You know, he's going to be in for a big year. And yeah. it's also interesting, Bobby, how this list would change if Texas wasn't in the SEC this year. Like, I wouldn't have Sadir won if Texas wasn't moving to the SEC. Yeah, but we talked fun. about the larger humans now, and you have to have the guy that Georgia wanted, and you battle with Georgia and Auburn on playing over the ball in that league. You have to have that. In the Big 12, Sadir, that guy could have played Sadir 8, 10, 12 plays this, this next year. In 2024. And the SEC, they need him to give him 25, 30 snaps. Good stuff, Jerry. Good stuff, CJ. All right, that's going to do it for the state of the program. We went over uh, the quarterback recruits in 2026. Looks like there's three out-of-state guys and then a, a group of in-state guys the Longhorns have to evaluate. Uh, and then also talking about our five most important players uh, for the 2024 season. We each had a little bit slightly different take on it, which I think was uh, a healthy discussion. All right. For Jerry Hamilton and CJ Vogel, thanks to our sponsor, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been the State of the Program on Texas Football. Hook em. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.